Now looking forward, now looking forward to uh, Gran Turismo 7. What I believe what Gran Turismo 7 is going is is going to try to be is basically they are going to basically take the the user and they what based on the trailer that they the the trailer that they uh, came out last year or earlier this year it was actually earlier this year what they're going to do is they're going to combine the interface of Gran Turismo 4 because they're they're bringing back they're bringing back used cars and and the uh, the the user interface is very very similar to Gran Turismo 4 and they're going to match that up with the uh, the FIA and daily race system of Gran Turismo Sport so basically what you're going to have is you're going to have the mashing up of Gran Turismo 4 and Gran Turismo 7 and what basically what I want to see what I want to see the most is I want to see a livery editor that is that is much more fluid than what it is in Gran Turismo Sport like it what basically the way the way Gran Turismo Sport and this kind of, this irks me a lot with a with a lot of the race cars in Gran Turismo Sport is that when you're trying to apply a decal to a panel a panel on the car what it does is it bleeds the it bleeds the decal onto all all layers of the car like if you if you have a panel if you have a panel and then you have part of the car that is basically inside it, it basically what the decal will it will bleed all the way through so the basically the system has a real has a real difficult time rec recognizing where you want to put the decal on the car so basically what i want to see with a with a uh, livery editor and gran turismo 7 is just a more a more comprehensive way of create a more comprehensive way of creating liveries and putting putting decals on the car where you want where you want them to go on the car so that so that way it's just it's just easier to create easier to create liveries the way you want them to so that's that's what I am looking forward to with Gran Turismo 7 I like the, I like the fact that they're uh, they're you know going with a more comp with a more comprehensive user interface that looks uh looks like it's going to bring back up bring back a lot of the uh, the old features and they're also bringing back a lot of the classic tracks like the trailer the trailer had uh, them racing around trial mountain which is uh which is one of the one of the original classic tracks which is uh good news because it makes me think that uh, they're they're going to be adding a lot of the classic tracks, which is very sorely needed in Gran Turismo Sport. So they so that's what I'm looking for to Gran Turismo Seven. So a lot of classic tracks and a lot of classic tracks and a more comprehensive uh, livery editor. So uh, what what type of thing are you looking for to in uh, Gran Turismo Seven morph? Long Beach, the original layout, and the circuit editor. So, like, I that would be really nice, but uh, 
I wonder. I I really hope. I really hope that uh, because Long Beach Long Beach is in uh, is in the Forza series. So I don't know if I don't know if they have an exclusive license for uh, for Long Beach. It could be. It could be not. I don't. I don't know the exact uh, details. But yeah, that would be that would be a great track to add. Yeah. So basically, and Sugo. Sugo. Yeah, it's up north, I believe. There's a racetrack here in Japan. Sugo, lots of elevation change, but I believe that's licensed to someone else. But Long Beach, Sugo, yeah, those two. Oh yeah, that, that, that's. Oh, thanks, thanks for reminding me. And yeah, yeah, that's another another thing I want to. Uh, another another point that I want. I really, I really. This is my my hope. My hope for Gran Turismo Seven is that they have a. A system, a system in place for for uh, for keeping keeping cars updated. Like like basically, you know, cars cars change every every year. Like every year, a car gets updated. So basically, what I would love to see from Polyphony Digital is a system where they can they can update update a car to the newest the newest car because one thing I one thing that really really irks me about Gran Turismo Sport is when they whenever they added car whenever they added cars the cars were already outdated like when they when they asked when they added the uh, the Aston Martin DBR DBR9 it was already outdated the Aston, the Astons that are in the game are so completely outdated to where where we are in in 2020. So like the uh, the the Group Three Aston Martin in the Group Three Aston Martin in Gran Turismo Sport is from 2012, and we're in 2020. So basically, the Aston Martin is already outdated by eight years. So, so, the, so uh, let me jump in there for a second. So the game was released in 2017, right? Yeah. So if you go back five years from that, that's 2012, right? Yep. Correct. So they they went through and they decided they were going to redo. They had to redo all of the uh, whatever it is they do for the each car. So if that was their starting point, I see why they're there. If that's what if that's when they started redoing the whole because they said they couldn't use any of the the models from the previous iterations of Gran Turismo Sport, they had to redo everything. So if a lot of the cars that we're seeing are from that that time period, it sounds like that makes sense. So they couldn't. So they couldn't. So they did not have the assets to use. They rebuilt the whole game from scratch. Is what I think I read. The whole thing. I'm almost. I'm going to say I'm 73.2 percent sure that they had to redo the models for the cars, either physically, like how they appeared, or the the um, what do they call it? Uh, how they what's the, what's it called? The modeling. I think they had to redo everything, or they opted to redo everything for future iterations of the game. So if a lot of things that we're seeing are from that that 2012 period and looks like it takes five years to build a game that seems like it all fits that's an assumption that's a there, those are a lot of assumptions yeah so so like 
so basically it's just it, it's just the amount the amount of work the amount of work it takes the amount, it probably takes it probably takes a lot of work to actually like mo model a car and keep yeah. it and keep it updated like so I, I I can't really speak because I don't know I don't know the programming or the coding or how they do it but you know it sounds it sounds like it's a lot of work to to even add one car even well, add I think they just re it's I don't know if it's adding is just going through and redoing everything they couldn't reuse any assets so they're rebuilding they're creating the whole library over from the beginning. So even doing from one car to the next year, basically, you can't use those assets. You actually have to build a car from scratch, is what you're saying. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to go that far. All I'm saying is they, they couldn't use, if I read the article correctly, they couldn't use anything from the old uh, Gran Turismos, or they opted not to because of what was coming in the future. So, oh, okay, okay. I, I see what you're saying. So, like, when so in 20, so like the uh, the Aston Martin, for example, was from 2012. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Gran Turismo 6 was Gran Turismo 5 was 2010, and Gran Turismo 6 was 2013. So I'm going to assume that they had the assets from Gran Turismo 6. Yeah, so so if Gran Turismo 6 was 2013 and the Aston Martin was from 2012, they had the assets from Gran Turismo 6. I think they dumped them. And they just they just they just basically they basically just pour, kind of, kind of kind of like ported kind of like ported the Ported the uh, the Gran Turismo Six model into Gran Turismo Sport. No, no, I don't think they ported. I think they had to redo everything. I don't think there was any porting. I, I'll go back and try to find the article, but at the time when I read it, it sounded like they couldn't port it. They didn't, and they just redid it. But the thing is, though, the thing is, though, when when because the develop, oh, so so I'm for, I'm forgetting to mention that the uh, the development cycle. For Gran Turismo Sport, actually started actually started in 2012. Yeah, now, so that and that's why you're seeing the cars that you're seeing. Okay, I get I get it now. Okay, I I completely forgot about that fact. Yeah, the uh, the development for a Gran Turismo Sport actually started in 2012. It took it took it took them five years to it took them five years to uh, develop Gran Turismo Sport. So basically, they had they had the they had the uh, the 2012 model built. So they had the physical car, and then they started working on that car, along with other cars from that time period, and whatever else they had sitting around, or whatever they had access to or licenses to. I don't know about that backside. I don't know how those decisions were made, but if the cars that we're seeing are from that period, it makes sense. Yeah, that, now, now that scratch. now that you mentioned that now that does make sense because by the time the release in 2017, you know that then okay, so you have a five-year development cycle. They have the assets for the 2012 model. Now it's 2017. Well, we can't uh, now we're our cars outdated, but we can't just go and build a, build the newest model. We still have we still have the assets from 2012. So that's. 
So yeah, now now the timeline now the timeline is starting to make sense of why they couldn't. Okay. And so what you're also thinking of, you think that things happen in a linear fashion, right? But I'm going again. We're going to assume that it's not in a linear a linear fashion. So if they know they're going to build uh, Gran Turismo Seven, you've got to get the the number of cars that you had from the previous iteration, six or five. You're constantly rebuilding. You're constantly going out scanning cars. You're scanning tracks. You're trying to build up the whole base library, library for what's coming next. Yeah, and so yeah. so basically, what the prob what the problem is, is that you're built as you're as you're building up as they're building. This is like you said. This is an assumption. As they're building up the library of cars. By the time, by the time they're done building up this library, it's already it's already years down the road, and basically all that work you just did building up that library, well, then it's already outdated. And that's but, the, but, but you can take all of that and drop it into seven. Yeah. So basically, what? So the problem that's going to be probably is going to be presented is is how quickly. How quickly can Polyphony Digital build build a model, build a model and the physics of a car, get it in the game, and and uh, and not and not be outdated? So basically, that that's basically the challenge. The challenge that Polyphony Digital has moving forward is is how quickly how quickly they can get the model and the physics built for each car. And get it into the game. Yeah. So basically, it took it. You know, the, you know the the. So you, you, can, I, can I can I jump in? You're making the assumption that all the cars that we see in Grand Turismo Sport are all the vehicles that they have that they have, uh, scanned and created physical models for or physics for. Don't make that. That's an assumption I'm not going to make. I'm going to assume that there are a lot more cars out there that just haven't been put into Sport. Yeah, that's my assumption. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good assumption. I mean, you know, you know, who know you, we we don't have access we don't have access to their files. We don't know exactly what they're developing. So, all assumptions. I hate it's, assuming, it's, it's, it's all assumptions. Yeah. But if you look at all the other games that have been created, all how things are built, that seems to be a common theme. You start doing one thing over here. You're planning for it to be a part of something else over here. You get the core bits working, and then you dump it into the next iteration. Apple does it. Um, Sony has done it with from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5. I think they're still running some sort of Linux, right? Because they moved away from whatever architecture they had in the 3. So they've gone to this sort of a Linux for 4, and then they're carrying that over into 5. And you can see that they do something way back five, six years ago with the intention of abusing it, you know, in the future. That's as far as I'm going to go. That's the pattern. That's the the assumption I'm working from. And I that's the safest assumption I can make. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, that's a pretty good assumption. And I think that's about... Uh that's about where we're headed and that's about where we're going to wrap up so we're going to wrap it up where it's about time to wrap it up we are uh well over two hours now of this podcast so editing 
<laughs> yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of uh, got a lot of work to do. So uh, we got we have a race tomorrow. So uh, so uh, you better uh, get get some rest before the big big the big the race uh, that which will be later for you. I have to be getting to sleep so that way I don't right. over oversleep, which I did this morning. I I uh, unfortunately I completely missed your uh, missed your stream missed your stream yesterday because I uh, I overslept. Quite all right. It happens. So right. uh, I'm at Morpheus TV. We could uh, tell them, tell them where they can find you. You can find uh, tell them give give them your socials and uh, all that good good information. All right, I'm at Morpheus TV. You can find me at, uh, on Twitch as iMorph TV. You can find me on Twitter as iMorpheus, and that's about it. Oh, and I have a podcast on Anchor.fm slash iMorph TV. Yep. You are. Uh, I'm still. I'm still looking forward to uh, to the return of uh, the Tokyo Storytellers podcast. I'm hoping that uh, that will return someday. Because that's uh, I always like hearing uh, hearing the stories of your students, and uh, and uh, with that being said, I am Spacer Laser. You can also find me here on Twitch at Spacer Laser, and I carry that same name over onto Twitter. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, you can uh, comment there, and I will do my best to answer your questions. And with that being said, that's gonna wrap it up for me. And I will, we will catch you uh, later. So good night, everyone. And night all. and we will, uh, we will, uh, we will return. So good night. Thanks, thanks for stopping by, Morph. All right, see you later.